Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films and Architude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 561, the not box office report. Just straight up not box office report. <laughs> for, the, for the week ending... Three twenty-two, twenty, and I guess I should say one of us is broadcasting from yeah, that was, location. Yeah. A, I'm in a radioactive <laughs> bunker. What? <laughs> yes, you are. I'm at my house. I don't. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you need a catchy name. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I don't have one. That's the problem. That's. A... Wait a yeah, minute. Now, hold on. When when you do Patreon, you have a fancy little intro. What do you say? That's yeah, from like the south side of St. Louis. That's as you know. Oh. That's, as, that's as far as I can get you. I'm not very oh, creative. Oh. Yeah, there's well, nothing fancy about the south side of St. Louis. That's no, true. there's there's nothing at all. It's, yeah, especially we, we, now you can't go outside. Oh my god! Well, some of so us we should, some of us still have to work. So you know, yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. So uh, we we should go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And so, of course, uh, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, but that won't stop us from foisting our personalities upon you delivering uh, free funny we'll we'll, we'll see yeah <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so uh so yeah so uh we're we're not uh together we are honoring the social distancing normally it's just emotional but uh <laughs> but we're doing it physically now too so we are all at our homes uh talking via the magic of skype phone it's weird that uh you know, we recently changed the name to not necessarily the box office report, and then the box office took it seriously. Yeah, huh? and <laughs> they just said, shut down. They, they said that podcast <laughs> is so popular, we just have to follow yeah. suit with what they're doing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think we hurt what their a, feelings. What a weird, what a weird time we are in, gentlemen. Like this is uh, very odd. That I don't think this is has this ever happened. Like where theaters have been like you know what or not even theaters but i guess hollywood has said no we're gonna pull our stuff no i mean even during world war ii the great depression i mean it was like but it was like hollywood produced films because america still needed to escape and right you know 
now they you know they they can't even do that for good reason like i'm not complaining about it but no this is historically unprecedented it's it, i i don't even like the fact that hollywood has said we're pulling everything it makes me think that this was a play on the entire time to try out the uh, oh. digital first. <laughs> oh, my God. Alex Jones, no, ladies I don't... and gentlemen. He also has yeah. toothpaste to sell you. Yeah, I don't know if we want to be known for the people that thought Hollywood invented. The... No, I really, I really, I really don't think, though. But I do think the timing is just like, well. Well, this is terrible circumstances, but... Given that, this is the opportunity. They've been waiting for some kind of opportunity right. to test it, and so they're getting it. Yeah, they're getting it. And I, Yeah, there's know. there's never been a better time in history to be quarantined. I'll nope. give you that. That's true. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Imp- you have every, everything is at your fingertips. Yeah. I yeah. mean, It's impossible you know, to be bored. Unless you're in Europe, I mean, it, and they're just like, hey, we're going to slow the internet down. But it's is, still there. It is still there. That's true. That's true. And. And I don't think there's very many people that like I, I've certainly, uh, you know, weaned out my DVDs and Blu-rays. But if they completely said no more Netflix, I still have plenty of physical media that I could entertain myself with. Could they do that? Could they say I that's think- it? Netflix, we're we're turning off the Netflix. Sure. I mean, my good. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're. In, I think. I. I honestly, I think that's part of why we don't have a federally mandated quarantine right now. Is I think they're not sure if they have the power to do it. Oh, sure, sure. And you know, it's easier to get away with on a local level than it is on a national level. Yeah. And at the moment, it's it's hitting some areas harder than others, and the areas that aren't being hit hard are like, what's the big deal? So check back in 10 days area that's not being hit hard. St. Louis. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like that's that tends to be the pattern. Like nobody it's it's weird. It's like Chicken Little, except there's like a hundred other Chicken Littles you're watching it happen to. <laughs> and then the current Chicken Little is going, but I'm OK. Yeah, so. right, right, right. It's you know, but at least at least St. Louis had the foresight to do what New York and California are doing. Like it hasn't even gotten that bad here that we know of. But New York and California, like they have more cases and obviously more people gather there. And so at least the mayors of St. Louis City and St. Louis County, you know, took that initiative and said, hey, we're going to do the same thing here before it gets bad. That was pretty smart. Which is something you never thought you'd say about the mayors of St. Louis City and St. Louis County, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, that's well, the, I do. I I do think part of the problem you're seeing though is that it's it's very red blue, and that the, yeah, very the, true. The, that the the Republican leaders are still kind of in the mindset of like you know it's just the flu. Yeah, and so that's I mean you're even seeing it locally, right? Like right now, St. Louis City and St. Louis County, which are controlled which have democratic elected officials in yep. office yep. Uh, are like, we should have a stay at home order and St. Charles County, which is a very large County for people that are listening. Uh, and they're like, no, I think we're good. Oh, is that right? And so uh. yeah, like they have not issued that same stay at home oh. thing. They, they did the thing with restaurants and no, no dine in and carry out only, but, um, but they have not followed suit with the stay at home order. So, because they're like, well, we've only got two cases here, and I'm like, they're you're literally adjacent to St. Louis <laughs> County. Like, what? Why do you think that that magically protects you? But I don't know. There's a we will see there's, a, right. there's a secret barrier that protects uh, St. Charles County from the, the, the Rona. 
Yes. <laughs> I've, I've always said St. Charles is the patron saint of white flight. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, that's kind true. of... But to put it in perspective, I think, like, St. Saint, Saint Louis City has, like, 311,000 people, and St. Charles County has 380,000 people. Right. It. So, right. like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a small part of town. Right. So, yeah, I'm just trying to convey to our non-local listeners, like, the size... It's oh, sure, not, sure. When they hear county, they might just be like, well, it's just a little thing. Like, no, it's not a little thing. It's no. a huge swath of the St. Louis metropolitan area. So, right. But anyway, back to movies. Yeah. Uh, man, before that, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers. And you can also share a show in real life. And then uh, if your privacy settings are configured accordingly, we will read your name. So people who were kind enough to share the episode during a global, global pandemic, that's pretty awesome. It's very nice they of them. Are, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Ralph Tribble, Linnea Thunsel, uh, Tammy Sherman Powers, Carl Clarkson, Gabriel Lugo, Susan Carlson, Brent Smith, Tom Comiskey, Ron Johnson, Chris Williams, Griffin Foxsmith, Travis T. Witt, Timmy Tuzunes, Chris Sanders, Chris Magic Man, Julianne Jordan, Samuel Banks, Ooh, uh, Dustin, was, is that a new one? I, be, I believe that is a new one. So during a global pandemic, Samuel Banks was like, live for the now. I'm <laughs> the League of Show Shares. Uh, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Aaron Marlowe, and Colby Mack. So thank you very much, uh, gender neutral guys, for <laughs> uh, sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. And of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content. And you help out, and that's nice. So, anyway, uh, everything that you wanted to see is now coming out on Vudu. Yeah, what a cr- what a crazy thing this has become. I mean, they they pretty much said this is not going to happen, but it got so far that insiders at Warner Brothers said they were actually discussing the possibility of releasing Wonder Woman eighty four on VOD. Like that's insane that that they would even consider it being that that's a billion dollar movie yeah i mean i guess they're probably like i think that means that their sources are telling them that they there is no end in sight for when they're going to be able to reopen movie theaters and i think it also means that uh that there might there's probably a good possibility that they're they will maybe even Phase in movie theater openings. This is just speculation on my part, but what's well, that's that, all we that's all we can do. I mean, what was yeah, the, was it that, was it May? Was that a May release? Wonder I, Woman. No, that was uh, uh, when was it? was it May? That seems too soon. I think Maybe it, it was. I think actually. it. I think it was because I think. Okay. I felt like Black Widow was April. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman was May, because it was supposed to be November of last year. I thought. And then they, yeah. and they well, pushed the it back. the other problem is, too, like, I'm on IMDb, and I'm looking at releases, and I'm wondering, like, are things that have been pulled, do they even have the old release dates now? I don't oh, even sure. Know if, if they've changed them. I'm, gonna, I'm just trying to look up Wonder Woman manually to see if maybe they still have the old date slotted in there. Um, earliest release date, it says, is June 5th. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well... And I think their concern is probably also like, you know, what if these movie theaters open regionally and now you can't do a national rollout? Yeah, it gives you it gives you it gives you two problems. One, you can't have a national rollout. So who knows how that plays out? But 
but two, you know, with a movie like Wonder Woman, with a movie like like Black Widow, like these huge movies that have these diehard fan bases, right? You might end up encouraging people from a still infected area to travel oh, to oh. an uninfected area so they can see the movie. Yeah, that's I never thought about wow. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, a, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the $20 price point, which is what, so Universal released most of their stuff. They put out uh, The Invisible Man and the Hunt and Emma. Uh, Onward, I think, is available for it's It's available for purchase. purchase now, and then it hits uh, Disney Plus on April 3rd, I believe. I could I could see the the twenty dollar price point being, I mean even for me I was like that's a little steep that's a for for movies that have been out in theaters already but I mean if it works and they and people are willing to th- I think the steep part for me like because we looked at Invisible Woman we had seen it but we enjoyed it thought the kids would like it I, in, our invis- kids are Invisible teenagers Man. sorry I keep calling <laughs> Invisible Woman because <laughs> it's about a woman no but, no uh, I totally agree yeah yeah but uh. Um, our kids are teenagers, or as we call them now, quarantineagers. Yeah, um, oh, buddy, I feel sorry and, for you. Oh, it's fine. I'd rather have this than little kids because, like, these are like he just sits on his Xbox all day. What do I care? Like, it's <laughs> you know. my world. I don't have an Xbox. Yeah. Uh, but um, but it was twenty dollars to rent. Yeah. Like, if they had made yeah. that twenty dollars to own, I'd have been like, okay, you got me. But twenty dollars, so I have it access to it for 24 hours right like 48 that's yeah. 40 okay well um that's a steep hill to climb you know for I, me yeah personally. I, I totally get it and the if, if you've already seen it it's one thing but if you haven't seen it right four movie tickets for 20 dollars is nothing so i mean if that. you hadn't already seen it i think you'd think that's that fair. was perfectly acceptable right yeah yeah I mean, so that's the that's the thing, and the, since they're missing out on the first run box office of the theater, they've got to try to recoup because that movie was a movie that would have broken a hundred million. So they've got to try to recoup that lost box office first before they just jump into here own it. Otherwise, they're pretty much just t- you know skipping over it and going straight to you know home video, which people would buy anyway. So yeah. I get it. And I get, I, I get your it. side too. I get you know? it too. Yeah, like, but yeah. I just like I said, it's, it was just hard. That's just a tough pill to swallow. Twenty bucks to rent. Like I sure. would even if they were like twenty bucks to rent, an additional five to own, something like that. Or if I knew they were going to maybe even circle back around and be like, hey, if you rented this, we're going to offer you a discount right. on owning it if you enjoy that's, it. That's what we've been saying for a while. I think on the show, I I pitched the idea that. I think that if you go to see a movie in theaters, they should either give you a free copy to own or five or ten bucks to own on top of that. And it works the exact same way backwards. Like if you rent these, they should give you a ten dollar off coupon to buy it. Um, I think that if this becomes mainstream, they're going to have to start incentivizing like here's the here's the quote unquote theater period. Here's where you can rent it at home and then look out in your inbox for a ten dollar off coupon when we release it to buy or something like that. Right. That's what they do with digital yeah. comics. I mean, when you buy comic books today, uh, at least Marvel, they include the digital code inside the comic. So like if you want well, that's what they do with Blu-rays, right? Yeah, same sure, concept. sure. Like, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like you buy the physical copy, you get a digital download. That's why I think that these are going to have to emulate that same exact concept. And I'm even fine. Like Tom said, you know, throw a five or a 10 on top of it because I get it. Like 
keep that experience of theater and you know rental window whatever and then buying it separate but definitely give a discount to people because now the lines are even more blurred people are saying just like tom's thinking which is perfectly right it's like i'm renting this vod why would i not be able to just buy vod you know it's the same i'm not getting a big screen or cushy seats or whatever you know i'm not getting that theatrical experience so why would i be paying separately for the same medium that i'm renting it in you know yeah Yeah. you know when you talk when you talk about uh um the price point and how like it you know it 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 works out to be not as much money i mean i guess you also have to figure out though too that the movie theaters aren't getting their cut they're not so this is a big big deal for them too you know i i could see this shutting down a lot of if if this is the way they're going to go when things start to reopen and they keep doing the this rental thing is these smaller theaters are going to get i mean shut down I don't think you'll see movie theaters ever go away. No, but I I do think that when this is all said and done, you're gonna you might see fewer movie theaters, and that it'll be more of of a special occasion. It yeah. won't be as much like let's go see a movie on Friday. It'll be more like well, this one's worth seeing in a theater, or it's our anniversary. Let's go out for a date. It's isn't it, that I it's, don't isn't that what Spielberg kind of predicted? Like wasn't that a thing where Spielberg kind of said he's like. There's going to come a time when going to the movies is going to be like going to the theater. Like and I mean like the like a you know like the Fox Theater or like like going to see a play. Oh, right. the theater. The th- yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I, d- I put the wrong emphasis in the wrong syllable. <laughs> I uh I boy I find it difficult to, to believe it would ever get quite to that point, but um but yeah, I I do think that you're going to see um you're going to see fewer theaters and I think it's going to be you know it, it's going to be rough for them, but it's going to be rough for a lot of companies yeah. for yeah. for a while. I mean, I, I you know my day job, as I've mentioned on here before, is concert promotion. What do I do now? You know what I mean? Like if this sure. goes on for very long, like when when public gatherings are essentially outlawed, or you know if they're not outlawed, you know there's a huge swath of the public that thinks they're a death sentence. Right. I mean, you know, try selling a ticket in that environment. Yeah, it's 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 really unfortunate. Like you said, for a lot of businesses, we focus on the movie stuff because we're a movie podcast. But right. like you said, we've all got our day jobs. We all have real life that we go back to. And we're seeing friends and family saying that their people are out of jobs and they're trying to figure out how to pay the bills. So, I mean, our hearts go out to everybody that's struggling with this. It is not a movie centric issue here. But uh, in this industry, at least theaters are going to be hurt. And I can see a lot of small mom and pop type theaters shutting down because you're talking about a few months uh at the minimum probably that before things get even like to resembling normal and that's a few months without rent without income without you know paying all the stuff they have to pay still even though there's not people there um that's not sustainable for small theaters no and think think about the big theaters though too if 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 this takes off and all this video on demand stuff starts becoming the norm and theaters do become an event because i thought the same thing joe i thought wow being going to the theater might be a niche now but how is that even sustainable? They're going to have to do like a ton of more fathom live event type things, like specialty things to fill in the gaps, like stuff you can't see on VOD, because otherwise you've got this these huge buildings and all these screens, and you can't just open a theater for Avengers, you know? Like that's not sustainable. No, it's it's not. And I think the the big theaters, like obviously here is Marcus AMC. Uh, I think they will be okay. 
I don't even. I wouldn't even put Marcus in the safe category. Though. You don't They're think a so? Big small chain. Yeah, I mean, you know, their theaters have twenty auditoriums and, and fourteen auditoriums. And what the heck do you do if people aren't going to the movies? What do you, that's a lot of space to fill. Yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah. I guess I was more. But you're not wrong. I guess I was thinking more of like the the boutique theaters. Uh, you know, here in town, like there's, we've got like four or five, like within like the city limits that are smaller, play like more independent stuff and smaller theaters. And I don't know if they're going to make it, you know, like we, we have Alamo draft house coming into St. Louis, uh, this fall, I think. Yeah. But now you got to asterisk. Put, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, now you got to, no you got to yeah, ask yourself, true. do we? Yeah. Yeah, but what I a mean, time to open a theater. I mean, what if you had just opened a brand new theater? I mean, mean, I'm sure it happens. And I'm sure a lot of chains have theater openings. But like, what if you had just set out on your dream of opening your own movie theater at the beginning of this year? I it's you know? three three months in. And I feel bad for the people that thought the 2020 was their year. Like you yeah. know, that's they just yeah. It's been one thing after another, and and now there there's real. We don't we don't know when this is going to end. You know, like when no. when things are going to go to go back to quote unquote normal. So, I mean, it could be a month. It could be two months. I mean, they have pretty much canceled all sporting events. It's weird that wrestling. Here's your wrestling corner. Uh, it hasn't canceled anything. They're putting on shows in empty arenas, which is just very odd anyway. Like you don't realize how much that crowd is needed. Uh-huh. Totally. To, to, oh, to work that we show. Realize it, Joe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, they, you know, WrestleMania is n- two weekends away. And I'm pretty excited that they said they're going to film WrestleMania in an arena that's empty. Two, two nights. They're going to fill. So they're, they're going to do it. So they're going to tape everything. They're taping everything this Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're going to play it. I don't know how this is going to work. This is, com- this is so weird. Uh, but. Joe, remember the Oscars without a host and how it was like the biggest ratings or sense what are bigger than before when there was no host? Like, yeah. I can imagine that people, their curiosity to see a WrestleMania in an empty arena. Like, I, I mean, I've got the network, but I don't even hardly watch it. But you bet your ass I'm going to be watching to see what this thing <laughs> go, looks like. Go, go watch. If you can, I don't know where, probably in like the, the not the hidden gems, but like the in-ring part. Mm-hmm. There was during rest, during the Super Bowl. In like 1999, they the Rock and Mick Foley did an empty arena match. Yes, yeah, where he's throwing them in the chairs. It's and stuff. the weirdest. It's so weird. And and now it's you're gonna get super an, weird. An entire event like this, a two day event. I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, now t- to play devil's advocate uh, on the weirdness of it, I'm gonna speak for Jeremy Housewright, who of course is a writer for ReviewSTL.com and a uh, friend of the show, and he says that Enic. No, what's the new one? AEW. A. He said that their show was good with no people. Now, was that just him, or what was your opinion? No, on I, they they put on a good show. Like that's they okay. they they are a different. It's a different company, and they just have a different. Uh, like their their matches are different and their personalities are different. So, mm-hmm. um, they they somehow f- figured out how to make that work and okay. still like put on a good show. Because like they they would throw like uh, in the in the the guy that owns that company I think also owns like a couple buildings so they can go to those buildings and they're, they're smaller venues. And they kind of, you know, they did one thing where they had the the good guys on one side of the of the arena and the bad guys on the other, and they were kind of doing a cheering, you know, back and forth kind of thing. So you had <laughs> like a semblance of a crowd, where WWE was like, we have a performance center in Florida, 
We'll just do it there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess the alternative is for for Vince, he's looking at it like, well, we could make no money, we could have no new signups, and we could have people canceling our subscriptions, or we could just do it. Well, he still has TV contracts. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, and you could do a clip show, you know, like you could, in theory, you could put together like a best of something. But you can only get away with that for so long. You are right. You are right. And this isn't, this isn't like going to be a week. This is going to be months. Yeah. This is going to be a long, a long time. So it'll be interesting to see like April 5th and 6th is going to, is when that's going to be. So it'll be a, it'll be weird. I feel bad for the guys that like, this was their moment. You know, like the, sure. there's a guy, Drew McIntyre, who's got a very cool story where he was brought into the company and he was like the next big thing. And then he kind of fell apart and they fired him. Uh, and then he kind of he had to regroup and get himself back together, not at the company. And now he's back uh, and he wins the Royal Rumble. He's going to the main event. And now he has to have this match without a crowd. Yeah. So it's just like it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. So the movies that did come out on VOD, we talked about them in the league. So if you're in there, you've probably seen some of these. But uh, Universal put all their first run stuff that was just in the theater on VOD this weekend. That's the $20 rental that Tom mentioned. Um, And so that was Emma. That was The Hunt. And that was The Invisible Man. And then we had this surprise outlier, you know, as Disney's stock is dipping and, you know, I mean, it's, it's going way down from where it was six months ago, even. Uh, and they're they're sending all their people home. Anyone in the international programs at Disney World and all that, since those are closed, they sent them back to their country. All the college programs are canceled for the year. All this bad press. And Disney then keeps like dropping. Hey, here's Frozen 2. on VOD. Yeah, here's and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and then, yeah, here's Rise of Skywalker a week early. And then, out of nowhere, with no previous announcements to this, Disney Pixar's Onward, which is like in week three, they're like, yeah, we're going to drop it today, or tomorrow, which was Thursday night. We're going to drop it on Friday to own. So, Disney made a play, which, I mean, hats off to them. I bought it. I went ahead and just did it, because... You know, we talked about on the show, my family loved Onward. Uh, you know, I, I, me, my son, my mom, and Katie, my wife, we all went to go see it. And Owen, we snuck him in for free. So, you know, <laughs> baby didn't have to have a ticket. Bold, bold so, move. Bold move. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but we loved the movie. And so we saw that it was available to own. And yeah, I know it's coming on Disney Plus, but whatever. I had Fandango gift cards already. And I'm like, you know what? We loved this movie. Uh, you know, we'll get all the behind the scenes stuff when it comes out eventually. And, you know, we want to watch it now. We're all stuck at home. So 1999 to own in 4K, which is a which is another boost because usually 4K movies are like 25. Yeah. So Disney went ahead and is just like all formats, all qualities, $20. And they really won up the universal people because they basically just said, screw you. They came out at the same time as those universals. And they let you own it. So I think that was a really smart move on their part. And especially with all the kids stuck at home that have been stuck at home to release that type of movie. Uh, well played. Yeah, I th- I think, too, that like the box office on that thing was so bad when, you know, when yeah. it was what was it like twelve million dollars in its second week or something. And yeah. I, th- I think they know that, like, regardless they're going to make more money doing it this way. There's no there's no saving the theatrical box office on that film. So you yeah. might as well get people to be like, "Yeah, I'll grab it right now." I mean, it's I, it was a, a smart play, but on paper it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes yeah, sense no. too like since we talk about how Universal kind of did the the 20 bucks to rent. Disney 
can do that, right? Like they, they have their own streaming service where they can say, yeah, you can buy it right now for 20 bucks in 4k, or you can wait till April 3rd. It's up to like, we don't care. You know, we, we've got your money either way. So uh, like, does universal have a streaming service on the horizon? Like are yeah, they... NBC. The NBC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that. Is that that's that's Peacock, right? Yeah, and that's I, the thing. Didn't they buy? Is that the one that bought Friends for three billion dollars or whatever crazy amount well, how, they did? How would NBC buy their own show? Because so sh- TV shows aren't typically made produced by the networks. They're produced by. Pro- production companies so even though it might have oh, aired on NBC wasn't necessarily owned by NBC um, so uh, um, it used to be the networks produced their own content and then similar to vertical integration they had to stop doing that where they could only produce a certain percentage because um, it basically incentivized them to never use a production house because they would get to keep everything sure, and own sure. everything and and uh and that's why you've seen some lawsuits that get really convoluted like there was a big one with uh with bones uh, the tv okay. show bones yeah and and uh where and i think the x files ran into a suit like this too to where that those were i think and i'm doing this off the top of my head so i might have the details a little fuzzy but like they were network produced and then the network basically sold them off to another network for syndication that they owned and the cast was making the argument of like you gave yourself a sweetheart deal and if ah. you had put this out for bid we would have made more money and mm. we get a we get a cut of that so you cost us a lot of money by selling it you know to to FX instead of just putting it out to bid or whatever and so sure. um so like that's but that's why you'll see a situation where, you know, and it's also why shows uh, can move networks sometimes, right? Like because if they're produced by the by the network, then they're not incentivized to hand that off to another to another network to continue. Mm-hmm. Where if it's oh, produced right, by right, a production right. house, and then and then uh, and then the network says, "I don't want to, I don't need any more of these." then they can turn around and be like anybody else want it which is why <laughs> which is why you know and you've seen this throughout the years i mean there's there's uh, there's many shows that aired on multiple networks that people don't even realize leave it to beaver change networks and uh get smart change networks i think um, we're seeing that now with netflix right like lucifer jumps to netflix and uh you right like that was a that was a lifetime show that nobody cared about and then it hit netflix and people fell in love with it and then and netflix so, was like we'll do another and, season yeah, Lifetime, I believe, it canceled it, and it did so well on Netflix that Netflix like put it back into production and and owns it now. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, uh, if you know, but that's also why when HBO bails on a show, yeah. you don't, nobody can save it because HBO is producing all that and owns it outright, and so there were a lot of people that wanted more Carnival for instance uh, and the and HBO didn't see the value in it I always thought they should have at least continued it as a novel because it would have really lent itself to that and the story was really ramping up when they pulled the plug but um but they but well that they was dead it. that they was Deadwood care. Deadwood did the same thing Deadwood yeah and then they came it was like you know what I guess we'll finish this give it a yeah give it a, fu- give it a movie. yeah yeah like I think so- the passion for it stayed in place for so long that they had to cave but uh not had to but they saw the value yeah, um, carnival not so much. And that was and I, I I think 
the Deadwood was coming out with, like, coincided with the release of HBO Go. I think. oh did it? I think okay. so. Like like that was. I thought that had like been around draw. for a while. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, but I think that's right. So like recently, uh, you saw Futurama moved from Fox to Comedy Central. Uh, you got um, Community moved, right, Tom? Didn't that go to Yahoo or something from Network? It did get a season on Yahoo. Community was on NBC, and then yeah. when they finally pulled the plug, Yahoo picked it up in an attempt to launch their streaming platform, which did not work, um, which then put Community in a weird spot because um, that that final season was technically owned by someone else, I believe, and so it made it hard to like package it back up. But it's, it's hitting Netflix uh, in April, I believe, finally, the all- all I think there's six seasons, five seasons. Six. Oh, cool! So, um, and it uh, and even the Yahoo seasons will live on Netflix, which is probably exciting because I bet I, my guess would be hardly anybody saw that sixth and final season on on Yahoo because <laughs> nobody saw it. There was also a show on Yahoo that I didn't get a chance to watch, but people loved. Totally blanking on the name of it, but it was set in space. It was from Paul Feig. Joel Hodgson was on oh. it. Oh. Uh, and it was kind of, I know they were talking about doing a, a thing that's like the office in space, but this was kind of like that, but it was on Yahoo, so nobody ever heard of it. Pigs in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, I mean, uh, Arrested Development did that. Yeah, that, they that, jumped to that, Netflix. That's a Netflix show now. Yeah, um, and then uh, the most recently, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it, So, just... it, do you think that it... When NB, like NBC picking up Brooklyn Nine Nine, do you think that they? I guess they see the value in it, and I just wonder how often does it happen where the series gets a legitimate second life? Like I feel like Leave It to Beaver or whatever else there was, like got a second life on that other channel. I you know I think the thing is that there's so much content out there, and networks are having their stuff being pulled away by streaming because NBC doesn't have Peacock yet. And so that's what they're trying to do is when they when they're ramping up all this stuff, they're saying, okay, yeah, we'll get Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then those episodes, <clears throat> pardon me, can live on Peacock. Oh, so like, sure, there's more sure. content for their streaming. And they saw the outcrying of support from celebrities and all the people that have celebrities as followers, and they saw how much people love Brooklyn Nine Nine. And NBC had a gap in their programming, and they say, yeah, we're going to get this for streaming later to build our network. And look at all these people that we have they can come over because right now because streaming services are killing it these networks i think are their numbers are in the toilet which means they're not selling ads which is how they stay in business what's well, i mean fox paid vince mcmahon a boatload of cash to have the rights for smackdown and for other stuff yeah. you know because the like you said the the companies are uh, struggling for live content, like original content lo- that goes on live sporting events, like anything they can do to get eyeballs on advertisers. They, you know, I mean, I, exactly. the amount of money that they paid Vince McMahon to show SmackDown on a Friday night is insane. But like, it's like, it, think on a Friday night, how many people do you think are sitting around wati- watching network TV? I, well, none. right now, all of them. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about network TV, but that's the okay, thing. But is yeah. If you're watching stuff on a Friday night, you might be watching Netflix, or now you're renting movies, which they obviously didn't predict. But 
I mean, network TV is not usually an event. That's why usually they don't put new stuff on the weekends, uh, you know, or like because people are out doing stuff. But they know wrestling has such a huge audience that they'll get people to watch it. And that was a really smart move, I think, because, I mean, I don't know how their ratings and numbers are doing, but I can't imagine that. I think they've, I think they've what I, if I remember, it's between like a 1.5 and a 2. That's pretty big for, I mean, for a Friday you know, night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's usually their... Raw usually does about the same, and then NXT is in, like, the the six digits. Yeah. So, you know, and all of that's on, I mean, Raw and NXT are on USA, and then SmackDown's on Fox. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell the rights to, like, WrestleMania, like, the real WrestleMania. I say real, but you, you know what I mean. Um, mm. To treat it like a Super Bowl and let Fox yeah. do the Fox sports thing and treat it like a massive event and see if they can turn it into something, you know. Yeah. Uh, that people still want to check out. As of last year, I guess this is pretty soon after SmackDown went into effect, but uh, they it it was drawing almost four million people when it first started. Oh yeah, and then it looked and it looks like it went down to three million. Uh, so I mean that was doing huge numbers. Now I mean maybe it's now consistently doing between that one and two, but those are big numbers, especially again for a Friday night when it's like, that's, that's activity night. People are going out doing stuff and they got everybody that now to make it an event, like, okay, SmackDown's on Friday. So why would we pay to go do whatever? You know, this is going to be our night to stay home and watch TV raw in like 98 was doing five and sixes. Yeah. Like that, it, that the, was a crazy time it, when wrestling was like the peak of entertainment. <laughs> but you also had fewer entertainment choices. I mean everything was yeah. doing bigger numbers back oh, then. Oh yeah, what yeah, it, yeah. When friends it takes pulling to be in like a, a five hundred or whatever, you know. Yeah, like it's it to compare the ratings like that are just it's pointless. Especially if you ever go back and look at ratings for shows from like the seventies and eighties before sure. the the rise of cable. I mean, there there were shows that were, you know, couldn't make it past two episodes that today would be on the cover of every magazine if we still had those. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy world. I mean, everything is just so different. So, I mean, I wonder how where, many. Where... I'm I'm wondering how many people um, are renting their first video via streaming this week. Oh my oh, gosh, you, a lot. I bet you there are so many people that have never tried it before. That are like, okay, I'm trapped. What what now? Oh, this I, has to be a huge opportunity for the likes of Voodoo and Movies Anywhere and all these different companies that are streaming. It's not only getting them in, but people are seeing the convenience of it, and they're they're gonna people that are already using it are gonna be using it more. New people are gonna adopt it, and like you said earlier, once they see how easy and convenient it is, I can't imagine a lot of people are gonna want to go back. No. You know, I was in a in a, a Facebook group for the other podcast that I have, which is interesting sometimes because, you know, in the in the real spoilers world, you know, that fan fan base, if that's not too egotistical to say, those listeners, <laughs> uh, they've self selected, right? Like they know a lot about movies and pop culture and streaming and how to access things, and so. In the clip out one, not so much. And somebody posted the other day, uh, yesterday, about voodoo. And there was a lady that like had no clue what it was at all, no idea. And huh. and so then the the other lady was trying to explain it to her, and she didn't even grasp the concept of that it was 
a free service that like you paid for the things you wanted. I know they have some free shows, but that's not a la carte, if you will. Yeah. And that she thought like she would have to pay a monthly fee to access voodoo. And so like I was like, oh, no, no, voodoo's great. And like they have tons of good sales if you watch their deal page. And but like, no, you you don't pay anything. You just go in and pick what you want and, and you pay for it. And. And that like was blowing her mind, and which so, is it's just so weird because that was what we did, right? Like the in the you would go to Blockbuster, you'd pick, you'd walk around the movie, the the store, you'd pick out your movie, you go to the front counter, you'd pay to rent it. Like it's it's the exact same concept, except you're just not going to a store, right? It's like the exact same concept, but everything that you hated is gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I, and, I thought people liked me. It's. Uh, well, well, maybe not. That's probably true. Yeah. No, I I said it the other day. I I always say it online when we're talking about video stores. I I miss that experience. It's like, of course, just like with anything, I don't miss all the bad parts. I don't miss late fees. I don't miss having to go out in the ten degree weather to go return a video or to rent a video. Like, I don't miss all that bad part. But going into the the video store and discussing with the Joes of the world, you know, I never went to Joe's video store, but there were plenty of of really knowledgeable movie lovers that would work there. And I'd talk to them about movies I liked. They'd recommend stuff I'd never heard of. And of course we have that on the internet and you can read forums, but it's not the same as that in your face, like in front looking at the boxes and them showing you stuff. And it's a, it's definitely a missed like a, a communal experience. It really well, is. But you yeah. also, but you also have all the selection in the world now, right? Like, I mean, right, I, right. It's almost <laughs> all available where before you were at the mercy of what that store decided to keep, you know, and that's the bad part. I remember, I mean, I remember going to Blockbuster and sitting, maybe not sitting, standing next to that video slot, watching it because when a new <laughs> release came out, a store would get three or four videos yeah. sometimes if you were lucky, and you would have to wait for someone to return it. And instead of just going home or hunting around town, you'd sometimes stand there and a video would plop in through that slot, and you'd have them check it, like, is that it? Is that it? <laughs> It, but oh, beyond man. the new, but beyond the new releases, yeah, Joe's like he's breaking out into yeah because he's like, oh, like, you were one of those. Oh my god! <laughs> like it was. Can you can you check the Dropbox? I just did. Yeah, but I, I thought I heard something drop in there. Can you go look? Yeah, sure. It's not like I have a million other things I have to do. I will go look for your copy of uh, Titanic on VHS. Oh, well, either one of them are rewound. Now you have to wait till I rewind them both. Well, you should have been able to know if the Titanic one dropped because it's so much heavier because it was Yeah, two right, tapes. right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no, that's clearly the sound of one VHS tape dropping, not two. But, uh, but, you know, beyond waiting for the new releases, like, there's also, like, the catalog stuff that would be difficult to find for certain movies, you know? That's, and, why, that's why you got Netflix. Netflix was invented to find stuff that you could not find. I mean, not only right. was it convenient, it came to your house, but remember, Netflix had warehouses upon warehouses right. of old movies, stuff that yeah. video stores would never carry, weird stuff, international stuff. Like, Netflix made that, like, their sole business model of convenience and selection. And, uh, and, you know, and then Blockbuster, I mean, to be fair, to give them credit, Blockbuster did that thing where you could then get them in the mail and trade them in in store. I did that almost the entire time. It was an option. It was if great. If they would have stuck with that, I think they would still be around. Like that's a genius. It's a it's a very it's a genius move, and they somehow found a way to muck it up. Like they just kept futzing with it. Like that's what they just kept. They they just couldn't be happy with the way it was working because not only are you getting them with the with the mailers, but then you're getting them to come into the store, 
get yes. a movie, but the and just like a movie theater, the key was to get them to buy a soda or some candy or popcorn. Those like, combos, five dollars for a popcorn, two sodas, a candy. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I remember all that stuff, and and yeah, that really is a shame because that was one of my favorite things. I could get the selection, and I could I could watch them that day. Turn around, get a free rental exchange, and then my next movie would get sent in the mail. And um, yeah, and you'd always, you know, I could rent a game while I was there. I could buy a pre-owned thing while I was there. Yeah. Um, but. And then also, didn't they not buy Redbox or not buy Netflix? Netflix. What's, Netflix because Netflix. it wasn't going to work. Blockbuster didn't buy Netflix and now yeah. look at it being the like number one multimedia company in the world. Right. Making their own movies. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah. I will say that like while I love having the selection that vo- things like Vudu and Amazon Prime offer, and I don't want to give them up, I will say part of me misses that joy of discovery when you've been looking for something and you finally find it. Yeah. You know, like, you, yeah. you don't get that anymore. Like, I mean, you don't get it in anything, you know. And, and, and I know it's a, it's a first world complaint, but, like, you know, like, even going to the comic book store, right, when you're looking for a certain issue and you've been hunting, trying to fill in gaps and you find and, and you finally find it. It's like it, it's there's just like a sensation of that that was just very gratifying. And now it's like, well, you just go on eBay and you buy it and you're done. Right. And yeah. it's the, the it's it's the comic book version like you just like you said like flipping through a long box bin and you happen to find that one issue that completes the run and maybe not even worth anything it's no. just you've you you've you know you've got a 600 issue run of Batman and you're missing two issues in the 300s and right. there's one for you know for 4 bucks it's and you're just like yes now there, it's complete where that, now you just you just go on eBay yeah, it, I mean it's fun, and I and I get that, but you would never ch- trade all the benefits in the world for that because no one has exactly. the time for that. It's you know it's 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 like yeah, this that may have been fun to do, but then also remember how much gas and how much time and how much driving and how oh, much sure. disappoint how much disappointment there was. So right. you're only getting that high because of all the lows. But now totally. I think. I think all the joy that we get by saving time and money, even if you're not getting that, that rush instantly, but in the back of your head, you're saving so much time and money that you're really happier with this method, right? I, You know, I will say, though, it makes collecting less fun. Like, it makes me less yeah. likely to want to collect things because I'm yeah. like, well, they're all out there if I really want them, and now yeah. I don't. If I go to mycomicshop.com yeah. and I just happen to, you know, search Batman 542, well, there it is, and it's over. Right. Like that's you know. I I agree yeah I don't I don't collect things anymore I'm done with it like I've gone to digital I I I, I just looked at my voodoo I'm up to 599 movies owned on there I don't know what your numbers at Tom if you even looked recently I haven't I'll have to go look uh, yeah you have to look but oh, so I'm up to almost 600 and and that means that sure I bought physical stuff and a lot of them came with codes but I've almost solely transitioned into just buying digital the thing is as you get older you know you want to declutter you want to get rid of stuff you know as you have a as your family grows your space around you closes in and now i've got less shelves less you know new movies taking up space and and you know there's you get them earlier you get them two weeks earlier on voodoo there's so many benefits to it and you know and and a lot of times they're on sale like because there's no middleman because uh they don't the movie studio does not have to pay target or does not have to pay best buy or whatever retailer you're buying from uh they can cut the price down they can do new releases at like 10 bucks sometimes uh to own uh, you know, very early on, and you know, Voodoo maybe takes a small percentage, but it's not whatever the markup was of the retailer. 
And, uh, you know, it's, so it's like win-win, you get them early, they don't take up space. And I don't know, it's just the collecting he, for me is, is kind of just dwindled out. So here's the and issue real, I have with that. Just is, real quick, because Kevin, yeah. hang on, just because Kevin asked before we get too far oh. afield from that. I have uh, 578 uh, oh. movies. And, Catching up. I, and then I have, but I have 35 TV series. Okay, I have 19 TV, so we're, we're about even. We're neck and neck, if, yeah. So okay, so I still buy physical media, only be like, but for you know, like Scream Factory and Shout Factory, uh, like those catered uh, companies, mm-hmm. curated, I, I, curated, yeah, curated companies where it's just like because I if they if they would give you all of the stuff that comes on like because those guys do some insane work on those special editions. Did you pre-order um, the Wizard? Uh, I did <laughs> next week. Blu-ray. Yes, I'm pretty excited, but like on the, I, I go to the, um, the escape from New York shout factory version. They've got, um, no, I'm sorry. They live, they've got an audio commentary with Roddy Piper and John Carpenter. So they've got like all of these different options. Like it's, it's very, uh, if, if you love the movie, they have all kinds of stuff for you. And I think if, and that isn't available digitally. Like those versions, mm-hmm. those Shout Factory or Scream Factory, Arrow, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, all those guys, they don't put their stuff on digital. Like they're they're curated to the 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 collector. So those are the ones that I still buy. You know, if it's Avengers or whatever, I don't. I usually don't buy it. Like I just wait till it's streaming and then I watch it. But those other ones I still buy. Like I just bought Nighthawks because that's a thing <laughs> that I, I own now. Um, I saw that and I was like, I was like, I, I was, I was real close to pulling the trigger on night. It's Hawks. man. It's so good. Like I, I vaguely remember. I remember the last scene of that. It's the only scene of that movie. I remember. Oh, sure. Is, when they're is, in the, the sky cab thing or whatever. Oh it is. no. When Schwarzenegger is in a wig or not Schwarzenegger, when Stallone's wearing the wig and like, turns oh, I don't around remember on that Rutger, on Rutger Hauer. Oh yeah. That's okay. the last thing I remember about. It's the only thing I remember I remembered about that movie. But it is That's not Lady Hawk? No. <laughs> no. Seriously, Kevin, go find it. I've never it's great. Heard, I've never heard of this movie. It's uh Rutger Hauer, Sylvester Stallone, Billy D Williams. Uh And it's it's like a down and dirty cop movie from like very, yes. the late 70s, 79, 80, I, something I like that. I think it's the early 80s. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. That's funny yeah. that Rudger Hauer's in Lady Hawk and he's in Nighthawks. Well, he had a he had a thing you know. for Hawks. Yeah, for Hawks. <laughs> All right. He was, actually, see, he was uh, gonna be the coach in the Mighty Ducks, but then yeah, they said no. He they went for that Lane Smith role, but he said no. well, they were gonna be the Mighty Hawks, and then they no, changed they, it on him. They and... play the Hawks. Remember, <laughs> he was gonna be the coach for the bad guys. Oh no way! He was no, gonna I be made, like no, a no. Oh. no I made that up. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like an Ivan Drago type uh, enemy for the Mighty Ducks. Oh, oh no 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 no. Did you ever uh, see Wanted Dead or Alive? I don't the, think it's so. a Rudger uh, Hauer movie. Maybe no. I think it is. Oh, that was. A, I mean, the movie's like eh, but the last scene in the movie is so good, so so interesting. Well, Add okay. it to the list. Yeah. Well, so it's weird out there. Everything's weird, it's, and <laughs> we know that everyone's experiencing stuff. And and movies, for the most part, we know are not like people don't think of movies as a necessity or maybe people aren't as hardcore about them as we are, but you also have to realize that the industry is a $15 billion a year industry. And so when we're 
when we're letting movies just pass us by and not be released and we're not going to the theater anymore, it may not mean a lot to us, but just like you're saying, oh my gosh, my friends and family are losing jobs at the, the retailer they work at or, or the small mom and pop store. These movie theaters, a lot of them are small businesses and uh, they, they at first, I think I mentioned it last week, but they predicted that like a couple months ago, the movie industry might lose $5 billion. Now they're saying it might lose $20 billion and uh, reported by Variety just yesterday, uh, I guess it's the head of the National Association of Theater Owners, he said that if Congress doesn't pass this trillion-dollar rescue bill and they're not a part of it, that uh, he says in quotes, the situation is dire. Overnight, we went from an industry that makes $15 billion a year, $11 billion in ticket sales, and $4 billion in concessions. That's how much those are worth to one that's not going to make a penny for three or four months. And they're basically saying that they're, they think that the industry is just going to implode if they don't get some kind of bailout. How, how, what, where, does that, where does that line stop, though? You know, like I, I hear them, I get it, but like, where does the bailout line stop? Because I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of the one of the situations we got ourselves into in two thousand eight. You know, and we're still paying yeah. for it. It's hard to say. I mean, how much is it worth? You know, I mean, that's, like you that's said, a great how, question. Yeah. Who's who selects what industries? Because, like I just said, some people might be like, "Oh, movies." Like, I don't go to the movies anyway. It's weird. I think we're the weird ones. We're the anomalies that go every week because a lot of people go to the movies three or four times a year, and that's that may be heavy for some. I think people. I think we're the anomalies now. I don't think we you 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 roll this thing back what fifteen years. I don't. I think that. I think the number of people that went to the theater. My my grandparents went to the theater every week. Well, what, and and you know? that's kind of like TV ratings, like Tom said. I mean, yeah, the times have changed certainly because of all the the access we have. But still, I I think I think a, once a week is heavy for most people. I'm not saying there of course are outliers, but you know that's that's a lot of times. But anyway, my point but, is. You know, we think of it as a normal thing, but a lot of people are just like, ah, whatever, the theater's closed. I didn't go anyway. I'll wait for him to come out on video like I always did, and I'll watch all my movies or my shows on Netflix and all that. But, you know, to these people, to the theater owners, to the everyone part of the National Theater Association, to their employees, like, this is their livelihood. So it's hard because you don't want to ever discount anyone. And I know we're thinking about them, but a lot of other people are probably just like movie theaters. That's not essential. But, but again, how do you decide? I mean, one, it's their livelihood. And, and, and two, think about uh, how important the arts are in entertainment to keeping you sane in these times. Like if we're all quarantined and didn't have anything to watch, like I know some people would be like outraged at having to read a book. Like look at all the access we have to media multimedia. Well, and even with books, like at least now, it, in a in a quarantine previously, ten years ago, you'd have been it's whatever books you have. Yeah, right? no kidding. Now, you, now you hop on your Kindle or your your iPad, and you go to Amazon. You can get whatever book you want. Plethora of digital stuff to read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's becoming so commonplace that now Joe can even use words like plethora. It's see, <laughs> it's paying off. It's we're reaping <laughs> dividends from we the didn't even... rise of Kindles. We haven't even touched upon, pardon me, we haven't even touched upon the other industries, though, but, like, the ones that are close to us, bookstores and comic book stores. I mean, yeah, comic yeah. book it's, stores were struggling before. I can't imagine that many here's, I don't know. Here's the thing for your local comic book store. If you're a comic book guy, like a lot of us are, that listen to this, and, you know, your comic book store can ship to you. Yeah, and, and there's a, a lot, lot of them, them that are. 
and I get mine shipped and have for years. But if and if you're spending enough, and I at most stores, I I don't they don't even charge it for shipping. Like it's it's gotten cheap enough that they'll, I mean they'll maybe they'll do a once a once a month shipment, but they'll right. still ship them to you. So um, reach out to your local comic book store and ask about shipping options. I'm sure they will be very excited that you did, and you know and ask if you hey, can I just have all my books shipped once a month. And then that way they can still provide you those things, you know, the, the, the shop, one of the local shops here was actually doing a delivery service where they would deliver uh, your weekly poll to you uh, at your house. And I was like, that's I got to tell you, that's wow. pretty brilliant. Yeah. Cruise around town. Yeah. They rent a uh, or they buy buy one of those Ford, you know, boxy trucks or whatever, fill it up with comic books and just go, you know, place to yeah. place, set up and get, get, up your get, map, yourself, map a, get yourself and, a square and. Let them yeah. swipe their card, you know. It's the the one sh- the shop that actually I'm I'm switching to because my other shop is closing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't th- is one of the older shops in the city, and they like their their draw is they have a ridiculous back issue selection. Right. So you can just you know even if you're not a weekly reader and you're still a collector, you can walk back you know walk through there and find. I mean, they have Silver Age stuff, gold, not even Golden Age, maybe some Golden Age, but like Silver and Modern. They've got all kinds of stuff. So, do they have Patina like, Age? Uh, I don't know. You should. You, I'll give you their number. You should call and ask. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> but like that's they they have more than just um, current books, which is always you know kind of a big draw for collectors. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, since we don't have a box office report, we don't really have a r- official way to wrap this up like we normally do. So I'm just gonna. So like, this call is the it. first time I haven't had my abacus yeah. at the ready. That is true. Well, you have your abacus at the ready. There's just nothing to count. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least you know what? There's a uh, Thursday box office numbers. There's <laughs> is there, nothing is there to ab- really abacify. Do it, Tom. <laughs> Introduce it. We have to put. Us, okay. Put do this. Okay. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin. I do, Tom. And before they shut everything down, our last box office numbers, maybe ever, probably not, but the <laughs> last ones we have for now, Onward made $33,000. The oh Invisible Man, yeah, The Invisible Man made 218. Oh Bloodshot made 18.5. We didn't even mention Bloodshot's out Tuesday, so when you're listening God. to this, it will be coming out. Uh, I don't they don't know if they said to own or not yet. Um, I Still Believe made 15.7. These are in thousands. Uh, Call of the Wild made 14.6. Uh, the Hunt <laughs> made 13,000 before it hit VOD. Sonic the Hedgehog, which comes out in a couple weeks, made 9,000. The Way Back made 6,000, also coming out on VOD soon. Bad Boys for Life, which is also getting early VOD. I mean, because this is what they're doing now. 5,600 in day 60, on day 63. And uh, rounding out the top 10 is Fantasy Island with another 4,700 <laughs> in week 30, or in day 35. Oh, man. Uh-oh. You got to say your closing that's... line. So, and that's the box office. Thank you. So, well, I guess that's it for this one. We will go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. That's pretty much the only place you can find us now. Find us <laughs> yeah, online, <laughs> right? Find me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers. So coming up on the next episode, we will have a co-video recovery. Uh, so good. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing uh, zero, a bunch of these for a while. Yes. So get used to these. The zero percent project continues. We will tackle the Andy Kaufman, not a classic <laughs> heart beeps until you, then. Like 
<laughs> you may have your 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 uh, picking of movies may be revoked. <laughs> the whole point is to pick bad movies on well, this one. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, I we didn't warn Joe, Joe, but everyone else until then, you've been warned. And now, direct from his worldwide tour, we proudly present the one and only Leonard Catskill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, ladies and germs. It's great to be here. Of course, at my age, it's great to be anywhere. But seriously, folks, I'm here to tell you about this new movie. It's called Heartbeeps, and it's about me and my pals. Here's Val Count. Turn your head around. I don't want to say he's dim-witted, but he makes an electric toothbrush look like a genius. Look the fire. My function? To serve as companion and valet. Being programmed for charm was probably an extra expense. This is Aquacom. She was popular mechanics playmate of the month for June 1994. Get a load of those components. Wowie wow. Oh, thank you. And then there's Philco. He's a great kid. But he had no sense of humor until he met me. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. My wife said, where do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, he'll have to get used to it just like I did. Now, the problem is, we're all being chased by this overgrown squad car named Crime Buster. Don't get excited. Don't get excited. Remain stationary for computer check. While waiting, you may enjoy a brief musical interlude. He's a cross between Darth Vader and a Sherman tank. I've heard of party crashes, but this is ridiculous. But believe me, folks, this movie's got a lot going for it. There's action, adventure, romance, raccoons, even people. Hey, kid, behave yourself. Oh, yeah, and I'm in the movie, too. <laughs> but seriously, folks, don't forget to see Universal's new movie, Heartbeats. And it's coming for you-know-when. And speaking of Christmas... Andy Kaufman, Bernadette Peters, in Heartbeats. Coming this Christmas, it's holiday entertainment for everyone. So I says, I don't care who you are, Fatso. Get those reindeer off my roof. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.